Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influencer marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. We did say we were switching things up this time around. But before we get to switching things on, uh, welcome to my co-host, my partner in influence, El Dodishek. Hi, Anne. How are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you doing? Uh, I'm great. Welcome to it. Thanks, man. I think just before we introduce our amazing guest this week, um, just ask everyone, please remember to download and subscribe. Yeah. And if you like what you hear, please send it on to your friends. Yeah. We're always looking for, for new listeners. So please help us up, man. Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, and uh, welcome to our guest. He's joining us all the way from the United Kingdom. A snowy United he Kingdom. He says it's it nippy like. today, but the studio is nippy as well. But that's something we can control with the touch of a button. Yeah. <laughs> Scott Guthrie, welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, thank you very much to the pair of you for having me. I'm thrilled to be part of your podcast. We and are I'm thrilled really looking to have forward you. To having a chat with you the next hour or so. Yeah, so thank sure. you for having me on board. No, it's a huge pleasure. Thank you for making the time. We know you're super, super busy. Thank you. And for those listening, uh, so Scott Guthrie is a leading influencer marketing consultant, um, marketing event speaker and author. And what we want to do today is for him to journey with us through his world of influencer marketing from wow, his, sounds, the perspective like of his space and the markets that he, he he plays in. But we also want to continue to unearth uh, reasons to believe in influencer marketing. Uh, should it continue being a huge part of influencer marketing strategy or it's something that we need to, to kick to the curb? And Scott is going to help us do just that today. Thank you so much, Scott. Um, and let's jump right into it. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you for the, the, the epic intro. I, I, can only hope, I, I can only hope that I live up to it. But I, I hope so, too. I will certainly do my best. We'll cut the mic if you don't live up to it. So. <laughs> music, absolutely, yeah. So, Scott, please tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're coming from, and uh, your involvement in influencer marketing. Yeah, well, thank you. Well, I'm an independent influencer marketing consultant, and I, I emphasize the independent bit because okay. I... Now, I well, I I, work, I I headed up Ketchum's uh, influencer marketing um, uh, practice in, in the London PNL for a while back. Okay, that's awesome. I'm a Ketchum alumni, uh, one of well, your sister perfect. companies. Yes, mm. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an awesome global company, and I, yeah. I was thrilled to be uh, to be asked to be part of of that that, that fraternity. I was only there for, for a short while back in 2016. Okay, but right. but but I uh, um, but I emphasise the independent bit because. When you see blogs being written and when you see reports being produced, they're, yeah. they're invariably they are written by providers, by agencies, or all, all platforms with skin in the game. Right. And so look at the methodology behind a lot of these reports. They're, you know, the questions have been phrased in such a way to, to, to elicit the answers that, that the producer wants, wants, wants to create. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do kind of strength, I, I play on, on the bit about being independent. And uh, yes, you, you kindly referenced that I, I'm uh, I'm a conference speaker, but I'm yeah. also a guest university lecturer as well. Right. And I'm aiming mm. to do a lot more of that. And um, when talking about how we professionalise the industry, um, I write a 
Mm. I write a blog, uh, and I've been lucky enough to be uh, given the accolade of uh, a top 10 PR blog for the second year running. Uh, And I'm also increasingly asked to to speak about influencer marketing by traditional media, by both mainstream media and and the trade media. So so that's me. Sorry if I I, uh, big noting myself too much. But yeah, that that kind of sets out my stall, I suppose. Look, this is why we wanted you on. Um, I read your blog. We connected on LinkedIn. So yes, we know you are yeah. incredibly knowledgeable when it comes to the space. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And 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 further to that, why this concerted interest in in the industry, and how long have you been playing this? How long has been your stretch in this industry? Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm an old bloke now. I'll be, <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be I'll be 50 this year. I can't I can't believe it. But so all, but all of my career has been in journalism, or right. in public relations, and marketing services. I've always been on the periphery of of what influence is and what what public relations is and does and what what journalists do and uh, and and I think influencer marketing is is, is fast moving yeah yeah it's growing at speed but it's still young enough to be able to be molded uh, and that's you know, that's why I you know I think in in a very small way that I can leave my imprint on on the industry certainly in the, in the UK market on just you know where does PR you know come in and, in, and you know where are the boundaries around public relations yeah. where are the boundaries around advertising and marketing you know who owns it who leads it all these sorts of questions they they're kind of the territory still up for grabs a little bit and so it can be shaped I think a little bit and 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 nudged in the right direction. Oh, that's and, interesting. And I, you know, and I yeah. think influencer marketing, it, it for sure, is enjo- enjoying a, a growth spurt. But mm-hmm. like many nascent industries, it's also suffering from from growing pains. <laughs> and yeah. what I try and do in, in my blogs is trying to just take a step back and, you know, see who you know if, if someone's throwing shade on the on the discipline, just <laughs> or just just wondering why they are and what you know what. Acts, yeah. What acts do they have? Uh, you know, what, why? You know, what, what angle are they coming from, and, and why? And there's usually, you know, a counter argument or a reason why, you know, um, why, why the industry is uh, sometimes has has some sh- shade thrown uh, uh, against it. And that's yeah. not to say that you know all, all influencers are, are saints. There's, no. there is, there is, there, there is uh, you know, that, that would be absurd for me to say. You know, there's industry, there's influence of fraud, uh, and there is, you know, yeah. there's bad practice with the industry. But yeah, the, the, there is within within any, within any industry, you know, they're bad accountants as well as as well as many good, good ones. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, and I think um, leading on from that, obviously, it's growing rapidly. Um, do you think that the skills required to manage it effectively is growing at the same pace, or is there even enough skills around to cope with the growth and demand? So I, I think, and that's that's a that's a great question. Um, I think to unpack it, there there are probably two parts to your question. Um, so are existing influencer marketing practitioners are they keeping up with the increasing sophistication mm-hmm. demanded within the industry? And then secondly, are, are there enough bodies? You know, are, are there enough people who are who uh, are available to? Uh, effectively service that demand Correct. and yeah. also know what they're uh, doing yeah yeah well let, let me think well, <laughs> well, i think increasingly you know uh influencer marketing is becoming a two-speed discipline yeah i i think that there are there are there are lots of companies that are just starting out and they're mm. just using it for the first time and and their use of the channel is tactical it's test Correct. and learn yeah but there are other, uh, conversely there are other companies that are racing ahead and they're building influencer marketing in, in, into their DNA of of their corporate structure, um, they're, they're, it's part of their 
their customer journey running right the way through from research and mm. development right through consideration to, to decision making and, and and beyond yeah. uh, and so for them influencer marketing is strategic um, so are there enough people you know I think you know there's, there's a commercial imperative you know if there's money to be made and 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 brands increasingly are, are becoming more savvy to to what can be done yeah. uh, and and the strategic impact uh, and the benefits of that of influencer marketing they will they d- will demand better from the practitioners um undertaking the activations and yes and i and i think absolutely at a, at a grassroots level we as a as an industry need to do better at demonstrating best, best practice and getting more people yeah. uh, through universities to know the fundamentals so um, you know, I, I, I'm a co-chair of the CPR, CPR, yeah, the, the Chartered Institute of Public Relations. Their influencer marketing panel. I'm also on the steering committee of the Branded Content and Marketing Association. I'm on the editorial board of, of Talking Influencers, which is a great online um, yeah. magazine. Show, I'm, I'm sure you both know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also on the advisory board of the Influencer Marketing Show, and I lecture about influencer marketing. Now, and that's not to say you know, it's all about me and how, how great, but it, is, it <laughs> demonstrates that there are, well, part, partly that it's all about me and I'm great, but, but mainly, <laughs> but mainly they, that um, there, there are different ways to try and pull the industry up uh, yeah. and in, in a very small way you know i'm trying to do that at at, at sort of university uh, undergraduate and postgraduate level Amazing. and and that and that practitioner level as well mm. but I'm, I'm just one of many people but we are you know it, it, this is this kind of answers helps reinforce an um an answer to your earlier question on you know why am i interested in it mm. i think yeah. it's still it's the industry is still young enough to be able to be valuable absolutely and, uh, yeah and, and that's what i'm trying to help with i do yeah. love that um you've also just mentioned you you obviously on a lot of boards so you're kind of in the thick of it but you also speak at all these conferences which is fantastic yeah. by the way um, thank you what is the most like single most common question that you get asked most frequently from your clients when it comes to influence marketing and speaking at these panels well i again it, it depends on the audience you know and mm. i've spoken with I, I get to speak a lot uh which which is you know a, a great privilege and it also helps you know the, the feedback that i get and the questions really help me inform what i write about and, yeah. and yeah. what i let what i like about so it's, it's a great sort of feedback loop but what, uh, what, often I, I, I'm asked to speak at uh, financial services events, and they're sort of middle-aged, middle-class, white uh, <laughs> guys in, in grey suits, much like me. Uh, and you know, and they, they're eager to learn, but they're sceptical. And so the question sure. that they like to ask is, you know, is it a fad? And yeah. you know, uh, you know, I, I'm not on Snapchat, or uh, will it work for me in, in a regulated industry? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but mainly, I suppose the question. You know, so the the main ones are: is it a fad, yeah. and and how do you measure it? That those those they 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 cut the way right the way through whatever the audience I'm speaking with. I feel like that's yeah. pretty on par from what we also get. Yeah, people I, kind I'm of sure look at you is. like, oh, in a year or two, influence is not going to you know be anywhere yeah. and then also go roi what's your roi and you're like well it depends on uh, what you want to measure what you are <laughs> yeah, like let's go <laughs> it 
depends on your budget, but of course it depends on your communications uh, objectives uh, and also your your corporate objectives. Absolutely. Yep. So there, there's not there, sadly there's no one silver bullet no. that's about yeah. what, what's one metric because it depends on what you know what what you've what your objective is, how long you've got to meet that objective, yep. and how much you've got to spend on the objective. Exactly. But, you know, those are things. But but the. the, the the flip side of it is is that with being asked questions, is it a fad, and and how do you how do you measure? They're easily to answer. They're easy to answer. Yeah. Uh, so it does. It shows that people are interested. They just want to be convinced. Correct. And there's, yeah. there's now there's now a stack of uh, of reports and and uh, you know big business moving mm. in and big money moving into the industry to, to to give these people those doubters that sort of level of comfort that it, that it's not going to be a fad. No, exactly. And I think from that, where you're saying um, influence marketing is still young enough to be molded. Um, we also look at influences. Obviously, when we speak about influences, we reference social media influences mostly. And they obviously live in this world on their platforms, on the Twitters, on the Instagrams. Do you think that those platforms are molded by the influencers? Um, and how how is that reacting to the potential potential threat? Or is it the other way around that the platforms are molding the influencers? Although that, oh, that that's a, that's a that's a tremendously good yeah, question. Uh, I, I don't know if I've got a tremendously good answer. So, <laughs> uh, you know, what what comes first? I mean, you, you know, uh, chicken or Instagram. egg? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah chicken, chicken or egg. Well, you know, if if you look at um, Instagram, you know, it, by far it's the powerhouse platform for uh, for, for B two C influencer. Certainly in North America. Certainly in in, in Europe. And I'm guessing uh, for you guys in South South Africa as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and if you look at the three uh, the three big verticals for sponsored content, it's it's fashion and it's, it's fashion mm-hmm. and beauty, it's cosmetics yeah. and it, yes. and it's food. Yeah. And if you combine those three verticals, you've got about seventy percent of, of sponsored content just for those three verticals. So you know, I I I think you know popularity begets popularity and so yes you know people people see these sorts of you know highly stylized and visual content and they want to create more of the same yeah. so yes so that 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 does steer it but of course you you, you know um uh for zuckerberg is only in the business of of making money and you know and adam maseri now, now heading up instagram mm. um you know he he was in charge of facebook's uh news feed wasn't he for for, for several years yeah. so they they're, they're playing a long game and it's going to be moving towards e-commerce it's going to be moving towards um you know a throttling of organic content uh, of organic reach i would imagine we've already seen that yeah. happening uh, well well we're seeing anecdotal evidence of it. I don't know if, if we if we can actually categorically say that there has been a shift in the algorithm. But yes, there are plenty of creators that are saying, yeah, I, I'm not getting you know the, the attention that, that I was yeah. getting. So you know, I I I, I don't know um, really how to answer answer your question. But I think you know, I think uh, uh, platforms like Instagram and, and Facebook and and TikTok they have a strategy. Yeah. But that not but that when they set up shop. But there, but there's often a, an emergent strategy that that pulls them to the left or the right, and they have to adapt to that. And so, so you know, I don't know if if it was always the long-term game for uh, mm-hmm. you know for influencers to really inhabit Instagram. Sure. But now, but now they are. They're they're trying to f- 
find ways to utilize that through you know creator profiles mm. through brand content ads and, and all of the other that and to try and make money from it yeah. It was a long answer, and I don't know if it's the answer you're looking for, but it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's look, the best I can do this afternoon. <laughs> no I problem. think it makes sense that first came the platform, and then there's a strategy obviously laid out, but then you don't always know how people are going to adapt to it. So then when you see what it works and what people like, you kind of need to pivot that as well. Yeah. So it's kind of both. But, yeah, no, I, yeah. Yes, I, I, I think so, and I think there's a there's going to be a, there's a third wave that's that's just sort of uh, just formulating now. So you've you've got the sort of you've got the infrastructure, you've got the the social media platforms, mm-hmm. you've got the you've got the creators building their building a commercial sort of a ecosystem now yeah. on there. The third wave is going to be companies that sort of they work with creators not 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 brands or platforms like influencer mm-hmm. marketing but it's the next wave it's going to be you know um i don't know like and uh, how do how do creators yeah. get a mortgage you know because you can't go to a bank and say you know i've got <laughs> three hundred thousand followers or you know whatever here's my You've influence got, you, give me a house thank you you're gonna have you know you're gonna have i think an, another wave of of industry that, that's that's working with influencers, you know, that, with it's it's about how to grow off it off away from the platform. It's how to fund the next phase of your business. It, it's yeah. it is professional services. Yeah. Um, it is um, you know you've, in the UK you've we've got a couple of uh, insurance providers offering influencer first products. Oh, so wow. there's going to be wow. a whole there's going to be a whole new sort of um, ecosystem that's not about the platform it's not about influencer marketing but it is it's something something else it's something next door to it i'm yeah. very interested to see what that would look like yes and so the the trap when you play in a space is always that you throw around all those words and sometimes they lose meaning and and now i want us to 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 hone and zero in on influencer on influence so as as marketers what does it look like? Who really has influence? Is the determinant and measurable for what influence is? Okay. Um, I think there's a misconception surrounding the terms influence and an audience size, and and yeah. I think they're they're <laughs> often used interchange. Absolutely, still still in, in 2020. Yeah. yeah, there's the argument, you know, argument we're having in 2016. Still going. <laughs> We're still having the same still argument. Fighting yeah. that fight. <laughs> so, uh, so, so uh, influence and audience size, yeah, they're often used interchangeably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, it's wrong to do so. Pop- popularity or the size of an online audience, in, in other words, reach, uh, isn't the same as influence. Yeah. Influence is the ability, as we know, you know, it's the ability yeah. to change an opinion or change a behaviour. Correct. So in, other, so, in other words, it's not how far you, you can push that content out. It's the mm-hmm. power you have to pull your community in towards mm-hmm. an action, and and that you know that is that is you know, for me that's what influence is. You know, it's the power to to change something, not not the push, but it's the pull it's into the your pull. You have over your community to, towards uh, to, to affect an action. So influence influence then moves beyond the vanity metrics of yeah. theoretical reach or how many likes you've got yeah. or, or how many you know comments you've got like yeah. You know, cool post you know or, yeah. or just a, you know, an emoji and it moves towards <laughs> you know a more meaningful engagement you know mm. a, yeah. some sort of substantive comment that, that nudges the conversation forward you know um, influence is more you know 
measured by how many swipe ups you've had or how many coupons were downloaded or mm-hmm. how many people yeah. signed a petition or bought the product or read the or went to the microsite microsite or saved that post for later you know, yeah, exactly. it's beyond yeah. the engagement moving away from from the vanity metrics more towards you know in, in, intent metrics and ultimately towards impact metrics yeah. and that's how we need to be able to measure measure influence uh, and the attribution that the influence uh, brings to to overall campaigns yeah and and let's talk about uh transparency yes. what does that have what impact does it have on on campaigns the full disclosure that you know what this is a campaign i'm paid for it and i'm partnering with the a big name brand what is the net effect of that on your influencer marketing campaigns well i i think it's consumers we we have a, a love affair with influencer generated content but it's yeah. got to be founded mm-hmm. on, on three provisos the first proviso is that it's not ad after ad after ad after ad mm-hmm. after ad. There's got, there's, got to, there's got to be a decent ratio between sponsored content yeah. and organic content. 100% it's got, to be, it's, got, it's got to be acceptable to us, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and it's probably, you know, one in three, better yet, one in four or, or, even, or even fewer. Mm. So, you know, there's got to be a nice ratio, right? But we still love, we still love, the, we still love influencer content. Of course. Yeah. Second. The second proviso is that we've got to get something out of that content. As consumers, we, you know, we've got to derive some value from it. Value, so value, to, value, yeah. It's, it's got to be funny. It's got to be interesting. It's got to be yeah. entertaining. It's got to be educational. It's got to be inspirational. It's got to be aspirational. It's got to be, you know, not all of those, but it's got to be something. something. It's got to be, we've, yeah. got to, we've got to get some sort of uh, some value it's from it. It's not just a pretty selfie. It's not just a pretty self, you know, because we might like that, but it's not going to push us towards something else. It's not going to empower us to to change something. And and I think the third reason that, you know, the third proviso that we, upon which we will continue to love influencer content is it's got to be honest and it's got to be transparent. Mm -hmm. If If it's an ad, it's got to be obviously identifiable as an ad. Right. And, you know, 61 percent of of women said they wouldn't engage with an influencer sponsored content if it doesn't feel genuine. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. That's that's according to a global survey done by uh, uh, Blog Loving from memory. You know, Uh, and 86 percent of people are likely to take their business to a competitor when there's a lack of transparency on social Okay, um, but mm. that's from uh, Sprout Social. That's an, an interesting uh, report from the beginning of last year. Right. And you know, in, in the UK, 67% uh, of consumers said they would unfollow an, an influencer if they found out that they had dramatically mis- misrepresented themselves mm. or their lifestyles yeah. and followers. So, you know, we talk in the abstract, and you know, there are lots of cases where influencers, they, they, they think they're being cute by, you know, not not declaring an ad yeah. or yeah. They, might even, they might even come under pressure by a brand to to not disclose that there's an ad but but actually you know um so we, millennials have grown up on, on a, you know I, I've, I've already run this before this I'm, I'm, i'll be 50 this year but <laughs> millennials have, have grown up with, with, the, with the social web yeah they're, they're savvy uh, consumers, they they know when an ad is an ad, or, or when it when it's organic, yeah. and so you know they will switch off in their droves if they find out that you know a, a so-called bit of organic content is actually a bit of paid-for co- content, yeah. and once they unfollow you, you lose your you you, you lose yeah. your influence. So, so it's critical, not not necessarily from a well, not just rather from a, a moral obligation to to, yeah. to 
to protect your followers and look after your followers but also from there's a commercial imperative you know if uh, you know people will vote with their feet and, and turn against not just the influencer but the brand as well no exactly and it also kind of lends to that um credibility that your audience expect from you ab- ab- absolutely no ab- absolutely yeah in one hand you're, yeah. you're so right yeah. um so earlier you mentioned that most uh, or the biggest sectors are i think beauty fashion and food um, so do you think it is overcrowded and can sectors be overcrowded? And if it is, then how does a brand kind of stand out from the crowd when they do influence the marketing in those sectors? I think, yes, yes. So, some, some surveys say that the third vertical is travel. Others say that it is, uh, f- food and drink. I, I think okay. it's still food and drink, but it, but it, f- for, uh, you know, for South Africa, it might, might be well be travel. For example, how, how do brands uh, stand out? I, I think that there, there are two ways. Be better at it is one, <laughs> obviously, you know, and, and, and look somewhere else, look laterally. So, you know, okay. be, be better be better at it is, um, is find the most appropriate influencer for your for your mm-hmm. campaign and for your brand and it sounds like an obvious you know uh, a statement but, yeah. but, but 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 be you know be, be swayed by data but be be driven by human insight and mm. what, what i mean by that is yes of course you need to know that their audience maps onto your brand's audience sure and you need you need to, you need data for that you need to know that you know the 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 gender of the audience is, is the right for you the, the the age is the right the, the right age the location is the right sort of location mm. you need to know that they don't buy fake followers or fake engagement yeah. absolutely and and you need third party tools to work that out for you yeah. absolutely but you also need to have um, your, your hands on the softer side of uh, of 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 the skill set on you know are they, do they do they pr- produce content with the right tone of voice for your brand? Mm. Do, do they share the same values and worldview as your brand? Do 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 the colorways kind of match, you know, w- w- with with your brand? You know, have they ever worked with a competitor of yours or, or recently? Have they are they an advocate of your brand? They might you might not have worked with them before, but have they ever said anything? Uh, about your brand in the past and if they have has the, is is the sentiment positive? been positive or negative or, or neutral you know mm. f- find, find out who's the most appropriate and you know ultimately uh, it's about storytelling it's not about mm. advertising it's about storytelling and as consumers and that goes back to the earlier part we're saying does it give us value yeah and if it gives us if that bit of content gives us value and we you know it, it's it's funny or it's sad or it's entertaining or educational then you know then 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 we will we'll love it and we'll share it with our friends and we'll act upon it most of you know that influential is our podcast sponsor but did you know that my co-host and heads up the agency and that is the first ever boutique agency in south africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing Anne and the team are experts in the field and have spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest PR and media agencies. The moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast, and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month. And this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. 
Anne's contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. So it, it, it's a slightly trite statement, but <laughs> I think there's some value in it. We must try harder to yeah. be better at, at storytelling. And the second thing is, you know, we, we've got to link our company to its values and that might yeah. meaning think think laterally as well you know not so if it's a fashion brand it doesn't always have to be you know a model that does the work that <laughs> the, the, the you do an activation with uh, and there are plenty of brands that are doing that well and there are plenty of brands that are doing that really badly and i think you know in this in, in 2020 we're going to see a lot more of this this jump on the the purpose bandwagon yes. and it's, whether you call it purpose washing or you know woke washing or, or, or whatever <laughs> you, you're, you're going to see you know a lot of brands jumping on to to, to uh to demonstrating their uh their credentials in you yeah. know, in climate climate change or yeah. veganism or whatever it is and that will not work if it's not part of your dna consumers will smell that for, you know uh, smell that from mm. a thousand paces and they will you know, they will they will vote with their feet and switch off uh well, you know whether it was that was it Kylie Jenner a couple of years ago with, with Pepsi the, the Pepsi Cola you know that yes. that, that was that, that was an extraordinary uh, definitely case definitely one of but the Jenners that's <laughs> right <But> yeah <laughs> but we we're going to see a lot more of those brands getting it wrong jumping on the, the uh whether it's gender equality whether it's people of color or what whatever it is yeah. and they're going to get it wrong because it's not really what they believe in it's not really part of their their corporate dna um so you know i'll give you an example uh the, the body shop does, does this well or certainly has done this well in the past mm-hmm. it works with influencers in two very separate ways mm-hmm. one to sell products you know and it's got a thousand products on, on its product line but two to uh to promote and make positive change so it worked with a handful of influencers a, a couple of years ago to get a petition to end uh, cruelty on the testing the cruelty on animals and the testing okay. on, yeah. on, on cosmetics you know and they, they set themselves a, a goal of getting i think it was eight million signatures oh, wow. in a in a year uh so it wasn't just you know they they the, the objective wasn't getting eight million likes yes. it was getting it was getting eight million signatures on a on a petition mm. mm-hmm. and and they did and they did that and partly they did that because, oh wow yeah they, well, they did it in amazing. 10 months you know yeah absolutely amazing they did the so third goal eight million in a year they got 8.2 million in 10 months that's wonderful they took, they, and they took the, the, the petition to the United Nations, and now it be- becomes more of a um, sort of a lobbying uh, mm. uh, exercise to try and get each individual com- uh, country to, to change their individual laws. But the, the, the point the point is that that for the Body Shop, you know, the, 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 the founded in the early seventies by Anita Roddick, that that sort of that fight against cruelty for animals is part of their dna yes, they've been doing it, it for 40 years so it's not sort of jumping on the latest bandwagon it is something that is you know really part of who they are as an entity yeah. and so if, brand, if brands can do that then they'll be you know then they will do exceptionally well mm-hmm. and they're, this is a major a major theme for 2020 about you know being being purpose driven yeah. but only if it is a purpose and not not you're not not jumping on the, the latest bang wagon and i think that brands in the last couple of years have learned that they have to align those values so strictly because of scandals that have broken with like the logan pauls and pewdiepies you don't want to yeah. be attached to that you know when that scandal breaks so it is very much more let's first see if those values align before we even go anywhere apps absolutely absolutely but but you know what? You know, increasingly, as you know, as we as as 
professional practitioners that uh, that believe in best of best of uh, best best practice best in class practice we have for years we've been effectively vetting the influencers that we want to work with mm-hmm. but, get, but guess but guess what increasingly influencers are vetting us of as course. well <laughs> because they realize absolutely that they're, they're a masthead of one you know they're a media masthead mm. of one yeah. they've got their own corporate identity their own brand that they have to protect and and guard jealously and they want to be in the in in in, in the, the limelight or in business for, for the long haul of so course. they are very careful increasingly more careful with with the brands that they uh, that they do brand collaborations with a because you know um a, because of their own sort of corporate identity and knowing what mm-hmm. is right, mm-hmm. but also their followers, the community that they've built around them, will hold their heels to the fire and say, "No, no, this this doesn't pass the smell test. We don't. We this doesn't sit right with us that you're now, I don't know, you know, promoting a a a, a, a sausage. I don't know. What to say, <laughs> you know, a, you know a, a, a meat a meat brand when you said no, you're exactly. veganism. Yeah. <laughs> An absurd example, but what I'm trying to say is that, that the vetting is increasingly going both ways. Yeah, and not just enough. not just the brands vetting the influencer, but the other way around. Yeah. which also holds the brand just as accountable as the influencer, which I love. Absolutely, and that's why, you know, as as we, you know, we, we all say that have been in the industry for a while, it's, it's about trying to find an appropriate brand fit to create a long-term mutually beneficial relationship mm. and, yeah. and a lot of you know, the, a lot of the influencer marketing fails are actually influencer advertising fails they're, they're short-term transactional uh activations and when 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 neither brand nor influencer has taken the time and the effort to get to know each other and, mm-hmm. and to f- find that bond then you get sort of half half rate sort of um, content creation mm. yeah but you also but you also you don't you don't neither sort of cares that much that's why you know when you had that um, scott disick case from a, a few years ago oh, that was just, awful. You know, just you know, all the only thing he had to do was you know was, was change the cut, the cut and he yeah. couldn't even be bothered just to copy and change, paste and like take the cut and paste caption for, you know. <laughs> yeah absolutely but you know, so that's because he didn't care in the brand, and no. you know, um, he doesn't use it. Zero percent. Exactly right. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And and you know, you know, more more for the brand because they should have seen his mm-hmm. style, seen that. Uh, yeah, of course he had a high profile because of Courtney Kardashian. That's fine, but you can see in the sort of person that he worked with and the sort of content that he, that he created oh, in yeah. the past, mm-hmm. and it, it was flimsy at best. Hundred percent. But they got called out, which is fantastic. So that did, then yeah. bring us to when brands are doing their marketing planning, when and why should they consider incorporating influencer marketing in their strategy, you think? Why? I, I would say, what, what's the alternative? You know, <laughs> you know, and, and again, it's, it's, a, it's a trite response, but, you know, the, the, the media is fragmented from print to radio to television mm. to online and now to social media. Um, we're, we're no longer reading newspapers, so why why stick an ad in a newspaper? You know, the the, the drive to advertise in them is dropping as a direct knock-on uh, effect of of the, uh, the 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 spiral of uh, of of news readerships, mm-hmm. newspaper readerships. Now, to give you an example, in the in the UK, you got the Daily Mail. Yep. 
the the average age of the reader is fifty eight. The Telegraph is sixty one. <laughs> what? Um, you know, oh man! And, and and the same thing's happening with free to air television. You know, mm. we uh, if you look at again again the UK UK specific uh, uh, figures, but. Um, the average age for a BBC One viewer is 61, uh, mm. and, it, and the average age for on BBC Two is 62. So, how are you going to get? You know, oh. How are you going to you know talk in, in a voice that resonates with someone below below 60, let alone below no. below 20? Yeah, <laughs> that that you know that's why you know the companies have to turn to social media influencers mm. to tap into those those younger audiences. Yeah, it's so no longer served by newspapers, no longer yeah. served by the TV. You know, over a third. Over a third of 16 to 24-year-olds now use social media for when they're doing their product research, when they're finding out a product, when they're surfacing products to, yeah. to, to buy, you know, over a third. Um, so as consumers, and, and then as consumers, we're three times as likely to follow an influencer on social media as we mm. are to follow a brand directly. No, exactly. That, that 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 is that is the power of influencer marketing. Yeah. You know, again, it's a trite response, but you know, but but what is the alternative? It can't be traditional media. No. Now that's not that's not to say Look, right, we'll get rid of legacy, legacy media completely, but it means the most powerful influencer marketing campaigns are programs, are yeah. fully integrated programs that might yeah. latch on to a bit of television because 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 clearly we do still watch television, you know. Absolutely. But, but I'm, you know. So it's so it's latching on to the programs that we watch, not just not just blindly putting an ad in, you know, at nine o'clock on on, on a Tuesday evening, because mm-hmm. that, that that was what used to work twenty years ago. Yeah, and of course, at, at of home advertising, it still works. You know, public relations still works, but only when it's part of a more mm. integrated program. Yeah. Look, I mean, the stats showed. I think last year's uh, relatable state of the influencer market or industry shown that seventy percent of people go onto social media before they make a purchasing decision because you want to for know sure. what your peers are saying about it so it makes mm-hmm. complete sense yeah for sure and you know that and that holds true for the B, b2b you know th- this conversation has really been about b2c uh, yes. business to, to consumer uh, influencer marketing but there's the same rule of thumb applies to the to the b2b yeah. you know you're, you're somewhere between 60 and 80 percent through the through the buying process decision before you actually talk to a, a salesperson mm. yeah the b2b you've looked you've, you've looked online you've looked you've, and you've asked subject matter experts you know um their opinion before you before you actually contact a a, a company representative yeah no, exactly so yeah. then to that point how important do you think it is to have an influence marketing strategy before you set off on a campaign why do you need a strategy yeah. um we've all heard you know the u.s president benjamin franklin's line you know if you fail to plan Mm -hmm. you're planning to fail and again i'm all up for these uh, these trite responses and and homilies so uh so uh so bear with me without 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 a plan how are you going to know where you if you've arrived at your meeting your objective yeah if, without a plan how do you even know if you go in the right direction yeah so that's you know, always you know. say when people look at me like how do you know you were successful yeah yeah but, but make 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 makes no sense <laughs> yeah and uh, and again you know the most effective influencer marketing activations are integrated programs Correct. so yeah. you, you yeah. need to have a strategy in place because you're 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 working 
uh, in concert with your creative industry mm. brethren, whether it's in PR, whether it's in marketing, whether it's in SEO, whether it, you know, wherever it is, yeah. to, to, to try and pull out the best bits of, of what they do to yeah. make the, the overarching program work. And of course, it's, a much, it's as much about change management at that point as it is about, you know, influencer marketing activations. Yeah. That's, why, that's, why, that's why you need something written there. And by writing it down, having a strategy, it helps you articulate exactly what you're trying to do, why you're doing it, when you need to be mm-hmm. done, you know, how much money you've got at your disposal, mm. yeah. you know, and, and, and where, where, the, where the gaps are and how, who can fill those gaps. Yeah. No, exactly. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. And, and what are your views on the growth of nano-influencers vis-a-vis brands increasingly targeting this influencer channel? Okay. I think I think you've got to scroll back and and look again, you know, look at your objectives and and, and raise this point a bit earlier. You know, yeah. What are your what are your communication objectives? Mm. What are your corporate objectives? But then be realistic. What are your budgets? You know, what are your timelines? Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. what other resources do you have available? Because you know, even you know, working with nano influencers or micro influencers, they might not charge as much, but they might be you know sort of uh, logistically burdensome. To get them on board, to um, to to give them all creative briefs, to give them all create, uh, to give them all contracts, to monitor what they're doing, to all all of that sort of stuff. So that that's not without a cost, you know, and and you know, third party tools to help find them. However, you know, there's a lot of talk about um, the industry about influ- about, about micro influencers and nano influencers, and, and this yeah. conversation has been going back. 2016 and before mm-hmm. and yeah and he is that there's that well-known pyramidic model where the more followers you have then the, the lower the engagement, the engagement rate tends to be Correct, yeah. Yeah. but again you know but you, are you telling me that if you had the budget to hire a kardashian that wouldn't sell products you know that that would that would shift the product you know and and reach we now say you know is is, is against influence of marketing, but there is a place in it. If we just want to drive awareness, if no one knows our company, if we're moving into a into a new territory geographically or a new sort of product area, then someone with a big um, big reach profile would work of in a drive yeah. in drive you know so in that's driving your objective. awareness. One hundred percent. Yeah. It, no, it won't drive. It probably wouldn't drive them through to consideration. No. It wouldn't drive them through to the decision making. But if but you just, know, but they'll know about exactly. It, if people know. just want you to know, happy days. Yeah. Happy, <laughs> happy, there you happy go. days. Happy <laughs> days. And so that that goes back to an earlier, you know, discussion we were having about why, what, what is what is a strategy, you know? Mm. And you might you might say yes, you know, at the first phase is about awareness. We need people with with big big reach. Real reach, true reach, not mm. not theoretical reach. You yeah. Know. yeah. But you know, and then and then whilst we've done that, we need to work with a different set of influencers. Those mm. that will drive consideration. Those are the subject matter experts. Those are yeah. the people that know what they're talking about. And then once we've done that, we want to say, right now, it's about actually getting people to sign up, mm. buy the product, and then you will move on to your nano influencers uh, because they they have the highest engagement rate and yeah. people really trust those the most. Yeah. So it's not it's not you know it's not a binary for me. It's not a binary answer. It's all about nano. It's all about micro. It is about your objectives and your budget exactly, yeah. and the timeline and how much other you know uh, 
resources you're able to tap into. Yeah. yeah. I think it's also um, brands have only really in the last year or two in South Africa really woken up to that there is such a thing as nano influencers and that they are actually okay. really good no, for sure. you. Or you can use them really well, um, even though they don't have millions of followers. So people are I, seeing yes. the power in them now only, which is fantastic. Yeah. I, I think that is. And that's, that's, that, that's true sort of brand advocacy. And yes. uh, that, that is you know, arguably different to influencer marketing or where does it sit? And I think that's part of the issue we have within influencer marketing because it is now such a broad church. Where, mm. What is influencer marketing? You know, d- discuss. You can, you can write a very <laughs> long, long and slightly dull dissertation on it. I think but what, we should what, what, write yeah. a, a co-blog post on that, Scott. I, well, I, I, would, I would love to do that. And, you know, we Amazing. need to find, you know, uh, seriously, I would love to do that, Anne. Uh, we need yes. to find a, a shared language, a common language, mm. a yeah. lexicon that we all know. So when, you know, when the, the mainstream media has a downer on on influencer marketing, is it really celebrity endorsement that, that, that they've got a downer on? You know, or, yeah. or is it, no. you know, is it XTV? Uh, ex-reality TV contestants that know they've only got a, a very short window of in, in the sun and they will sell any products as quickly as possible because hey. they know they've got 18 months before they're going to reach oblivion. Maura Higgins is, is my girl. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you know it, you know it. So I, you know, is that influencer marketing? Is B2B influencer marketing? Is influ- influencer relations the same? Mm. Is affiliate marketing and review sites? Is that influencer marketing? You know, where does it, where does it stop? And, you know, it's, it's we are, you know, we're in danger of, of, you know, throwing the, the, the what is it, the baby out with the bathwater by, by <laughs> saying that influencer marketing is everything, you know, yeah. actually, actually, you know, there are different shades of it. And, yeah. you know, when someone says, uh, when someone talks about the media, we're, we're now, you know, we're sufficiently educated and, and nuanced enough to know that the, the, the word the media can mean the Financial Times at one end, uh, you know, or, yeah. or, 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 you know, I don't know, the, the Daily Star at the other end or mm. podcasts. It, it means everything. And yeah. we, we, we can tell the difference. We can know the different shades of what it is. Yeah. And, so, and that's what we need to get to with, with influencer marketing as well. Yeah. No, I agree. When I was still in PR and when bloggers came out, then it was new media. So you differentiate between traditional and new media. <laughs> and I think we're getting back into that space. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, I think so. And then, and then it wasn't traditional media. And then it became legacy media, didn't it? And yeah. Then, yeah. Uh, but it, 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 it there, I think, uh, as we said right at the beginning of, the, of this interview, you know, the industry is, is growing rapidly, and that's rapidly. why I, I love it. Yeah. You know, and I, I could, some sort, small sort of thumbprint on it. Mm. But you know, it is they're, they're great um, growth spurts, but also some growing pains. Of and course. when yeah. something grows, you need to be able to throw a rope around it and say what it is and what it isn't. Mm. And part of that is yeah. this best practice. And part of best practice means having a shared common language that practitioners use. And, mm. and we know what the differences are. And, you know, anyway, here, here, no. here ends the survey. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and Scott, speaking of yes. uh, the Fifty Shades of Influencer Marketing, what are your <laughs> oh, thoughts <yes>. on employee <laughs> advocacy? Well, I think I think it's especially it's, within your B two B space. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's a it's a fundamental element of, of B two B influencer mm. marketing, yeah. and I, I really think that B two B influencer marketing is, is due to have its moment in the sun. Uh, I think <laughs> that um, employee advocacy is, is fundamental, but it has to be approached sensitively. 
from from a from a, a corporate point of view, you can't simply demand that your employees will will all start sharing <laughs> no. the marketing collateral yeah. you know, like, like like a thousand tiny megaphones. Yeah, you know, that, that 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 is a turn off for them. It's a turn off for their audience. Mm. It's a turn off all around. You know, uh, what you can do is you can bro- provide your subject matter experts those those employees with the tools to enable them to to scale up their influence online and to create their own separate the separate voice but a voice that complements rather than broadcasts the corporate messaging Mm. it complements what the marketing department is saying it doesn't just ape it it doesn't just 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 echo it it, but but it adds its own interpretation of it and it and it talks its own own language uh, and that I think is, you know, is, is super powerful. I mean, it's mm. super powerful for the company, obviously, because it has a, you know, it should have, you know, we've just been talking about advocates and their nano influences. You know, often in in big B two B enterprises, the biggest influences or potential influences are internal. They're the subject matter experts. Yeah. They're the, they're mm. product managers or whatever within the company that you meet them in a meeting or over lunch and you know that you can learn so much from them on a one-to-one basis it's how you can tap into that and scale up that influence and and, and make them influential exactly. and it should be you know, it should be beneficial to that subject matter expert because you know it all you know we no longer this is another trite statement mm-hmm. alert you know but we no longer have jobs for life what we yeah. do have is, is our is our subject matter expertise, and we that that mm. is transportable, and so we we need those transportable skills. We need to be an expert in 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 something, uh, for when we can you know so we can commercialize ourselves and and move move uh, move industry or or move uh, jobs yeah. either because we we see a better option or because. That something detrimental happens in our company. It's yeah. downsized or bought out or ma- we're made redundant or whatever it is. Yeah. No, exactly. Scott, so we're almost at the end of our conversation. Come on, this is just beginning. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go. We will definitely invite you back, though. Yeah. For sure. Um, yeah. Do, you, um, do you have three top reasons for our listeners why influence marketing must be part of their media schedule? Well, I, I think we've we've covered these already, but mm. um, I, I would go back and say, what's the alternative? You know, how are you going to reach these mm. these? How are you going to reach this audience? Well, first of all, you need to know what your audience is in, you know, and and the their age and their and their un, their of beliefs course. and you know all that stuff that they like doing. But I would imagine that that you, once once you do that, you'll see that they they don't watch linear television. They don't read no. newspapers like they used to. You know. So what's the alternative? In reality, once you've done your research, mm. yeah. the, the second thing is, you know, um, oh, really, it's a corollary from that. You know, it, it works. You know, big businesses and big money are moving into the space. Whether yeah. it's Martin Sorrell with his S4 Capital buying um, Media Monks and the Media Monks merging with IMA Influence Marketing Agency, mm. whether it's uh, say again, look at L'Oreal. 75 percent of yeah. their yeah. ad spent now on influencer marketing you know yeah look at look at katie buying uh buying kylie you know mm. you know uh you, you have that misquote or at least half the quote from keith weed you know until last year the the cmo at unilever 
all of the media mm. pounced on the first bit of, of his speech where he was saying that, you know, talking about the, his, three, his three commitments against influencer marketing, i.e. that, you, you know, that about influencer fraud. What, it, what nobody really picked up on was that in the second bit of his speech, he was saying how powerful influencer marketing was yeah. because of yeah. this relate because of the relatable uh, transference or, you know, an, an understanding and trust that you know, I- I- inherent in influencer marketing. Yeah, exactly. and, 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 you know, guess what? It's, it's f- the first thing he does after leaving uh, uh, Unilever after 30 Didn't years. Didn't he invest in, a, in an agency for influencer marketing? He, he a matter of weeks later, his first investment was, was in Tribe and influencer yeah. marketing platform. <laughs> It was wonderful. And guess what? You know, Unilever. Um, I think sort of six, six or seven weeks after we uh, left, they announced that they'd helped raise twelve and a half million dollars to put into uh, Creator IQ, another yeah. influencer marketing platform. So you know, d- d- don't trust me. Trust trust the people that you know. Exactly. Have access to exactly. Big, exactly big yeah. Money. You know, big businesses, big budgets, big pockets. Uh, the third thing I'd say, um, you know, it, it works well. Influencer works well when mm. it's integrated as part of a, a, a considered multidiscipline strategy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm not saying you know, it's, it's influencer marketing is binary, switch everything from this to that. No. You, you obviously have to know your market. You have to know your audience. You have to know where they hang out online, yeah. know your yeah. objectives. But often it's a multidiscipline approach that, that really wins uh, with, uh, with, with influencer marketing. Yeah. Yeah, 100% agree. Thanks, Scott. Yeah, so Scott, uh, where do our listeners find you? Online, social media, everywhere <laughs> well, in well, between. If, well, if and your blog. Put, yeah. If this hasn't put people off and they're still <laughs> willing to, to hear, I would, I would love to have them on board at, uh, I write regularly uh, at sabguthrie.info. But if you just do, uh, if you do a Google search for Scott Guthrie Influencer, then yeah. I should I should come up as well, but I, you know, I, I aim to write a blog, maybe two blog posts a week. Okay. Uh, yeah. And and for KKS Influencer Marketing Strategy, where do they find you? We are on Twitter and LinkedIn at yeah. Influential SA with Arthur I, because we are the cool kids. Yeah. And um, please come join us, join our community, and let's just have a chat. Yeah. Uh, influencer marketing. Is it the the beginning of the best to come in marketing? I don't know. Yeah. I think I agree with Scott. Everything yeah. is integrated and Thank everything you. needs to speak to each other. Exactly. Then we've got a winning strategy. Yeah. Well, I think as Karen Carpenter once once put it so eloquently, it, you know, it, it's only just begun. You know, I, and uh, you know, Love. let the let the, uh, let, uh, let the big businesses and let the big brains tell you what's going to happen. And they're increasingly putting the money in for influence no, exactly. marketing. Yeah. They are tasting True. it all the time. We can watch and learn from their mistakes. Yeah. And there we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Scott Guthrie. Scott, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your your insights and knowledge from that part of the world. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you, you so, so much. Thank you so very much from, from a cold and gloomy uh, London <laughs> to a warm, albeit, oh, sorry, the air conditioning too high. And yeah. Thank you very much for having me. I've, a, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. It's and a huge listening. pleasure. Thank you so much, Scott. And like, we'll catch you on LinkedIn, but yeah. we'll definitely have you back. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you so much, you two. Thank yeah. you so much, guys. And to everybody else at home, uh, we love you. Until next time. Until next time, guys. Goodbye.